The Yak Legion Podcast and the Buckeye Kayak Fishing Podcast are sponsored by the Buckeye Kayak Fishing Trail. You can reach them at BuckeyeKayakFishingTrail.com. Strictly Sail in Blue Ash, Ohio. Reach out to Brian for all your Hobie needs at 513-984-1907. And American Tackle Company. You can find them at americantackle.us. You're listening to the Yak Legion Podcast, Camping Corner, with Corey Morrow of Waterborne Camper. How's it going tonight, man? Oh, sitting here, enjoying the heat, you? Yeah, well, we got a nice little heat spell going on, and of course, I've been mulching at work and doing a lot of digging and planting flowers, so it's been pretty nasty the last few days, you know, especially last week and towards the end of the week. But we're supposed to get some rain tomorrow. I think tomorrow is we're going to have a big wet day. And man, do we need to rain down here? Everything's dry here in in, in Ohio and southern Ohio, and um, all our landscaping beds and uh, and the crop fields are all dried up right now. So we need to rain. Same here. We've the whole province has been under a fire burn for almost two weeks now. Wow. That dry up there, man, they, they hadn't put any fire burns on us, but I imagine if we have another week or two without rain, we'd be getting there, man. Any yeah, they said, there, man? they said that we've almost had as many forest fires already this season in this province as we usually do for, like, the whole season. Dang, man. You know, we, uh, we went through a drought last year, and it was at the end of the year, it was like... I want to say July, August, and September, and where it didn't rain at all, and I don't think it rained much in October either, and we had three or four months there where it did not rain, man, and I was busting my butt keeping plants uh, plants of water, uh, and flowers watered at work, and just keeping my garden outside watered, and man, that was a big pain in the butt, and Man, it's June, and we're not even through June yet, and we're already dealing with drought-like conditions, so <laughs> I don't know what to think, man. That's freaking crazy. And then the state of the world's in right now with COVID-19 and the riots going on here in America, which I'm sure you might have heard something about that. Oh, I've seen them, yeah. Let's forget all about that tonight, man. Let's talk about camping. You know, yeah, went- we, got, we got a big, <laughs> long weekend coming up here in Canada and down there in the States, so... Yeah, yeah, yes, sir. Uh, we got a um, 4th of July weekend coming up here in a few weeks. I know that's a big popular one here in America. Uh, we all get fireworks. And, of course, a lot, of, a lot of the fireworks this year have been canceled. But they're trying to pass a bill in Ohio now to where we're allowed to set off fireworks at our house. For the longest time, you could buy fireworks in Ohio, but you can't actually set them off in Ohio. How stupid is that? You have to go to Kentucky to set them off. Go across <laughs> the river. So hopefully they pass that to where we can, you know, we can set some fireworks off. And you know how all that got started? Some kid back in the 80s and 90s, whenever they outlawed him, he blew his hands off with a firecracker. He was being stupid with fireworks. His parents weren't watching him. And he blows his hand off a firecracker, so the whole state bans him. And uh, we all got to pay for somebody's stupid mistake. But hopefully they reinstate that. We can... 
I guess the fireworks, you know, it never stopped me before. I always lived out here in the country, and we're out here in the boonies where I'm at now, and we go out to my mom's house, which is in Wayne National Forest, which is even more in the boonies than I am here, and we would set fireworks off. We never had anybody give us trouble for it. Yeah, around here, every gas station you go to, you, there's fireworks for sale. Oh, wow, man. The good ones, not just smoke bombs and sparklers, right? You guys have the good ones up there, right? Roman candles, bottle oh, yeah. rockets. Yeah, oh, you can buy, like, multi-packs for, like, 50 or or $100 that have all kinds of different stuff. Wow, man. So, yeah, let's get into camping, and we're going to talk about Camping out the back of your car, out the back of your truck or your SUV. Um, we're not going to talk about the going down the river camping, which is a lot of fun. And that's been the focus of all of our other camping episodes. But let's just talk about our camping setup and we're going for fun. And what I mean by fun is when I fished Alum Creek this weekend before last, I took basically my total camping gear and I had everything I needed in that one tote besides maybe a couple things and plus my fishing gear. I had everything in that tote to camp with, and I was perfectly comfortable uh, the nights that I was staying out there. So um, getting into that, I also made a YouTube video on a Yak Legion's YouTube channel. We can go on there and you can check out uh, my camping setup, and I go over everything that's in that tote. But I'll probably go over a lot of that tonight, too, as well. Um, what do you? How do you tend to pack your gear? What do you bring with you when you're wanting to, say go camping with some friends, set off some fireworks, drink a few beers, and grill out some hamburgers, you know, just for fun, man. What do you bring with you? Uh, well, first of all, obviously, if you're not camping out of your kayak, weight's not really an issue, so it's kind of a free-for-all for whatever you want to bring. I like to bring, uh, like, some washer boxes. That's always a good time when you're sitting around drinking a few beer with some buddies. Play a washer tournament. A washer box? You guys don't play washers down in the States? No, what did we play cornhole. What is washer? Washer box. So cornhole, that's not really that big up here in Canada, I guess, either. That's the thing where you throw beanbags through a hole on, like, a board, right? Yeah, yeah, that's real popular here. So we play a lot of washers up here. It's basically you have a, a wooden box with a piece of PVC pipe in the middle of it, and you take washers, like, just regular washers but big heavy ones and you place them i can't remember exactly how far apart roughly 20 feet and somebody stands on each side or you can get teams and uh you throw the washers and if you get it close to the box within the distance of a washer you get a point if you get it touching the box you get a point. If you get it inside the box, I think you get two points. And if you get it inside the pipe that's inside the box, I think you get five points. And whoever gets to, like, I believe 30 points wins. Everybody plays it different, but. Well, that's crazy, man. We have cornhole up here. Basically, you described it. You just turn a bean bag back and forth, and they got certain markers on the board of what your points are. And uh, I've never heard of that game before, man. That's crazy. Yeah, it's a pretty redneck game. Just, I guess, the difference here in Canada is we play it with washers from the garage. <laughs> yeah, I got you. We got a redneck game here called Horseshoes. Do you guys play Horseshoes much? Oh, yeah, Horseshoes is big here. Yeah. Horseshoes is still popular. Uh, Frisbee golf has taken over as, like, the number one outdoor family sport, it seems like. I see a lot of people with Frisbee golf courses in their backyards now. And a lot of the campgrounds have Frisbee golf courses. Do you guys have that up there? 
I have never heard of Frisbee golf. You play it like golf? You have three different types of Frisbees? Uh, I'm not 100% sure on how to play. I've never played before. But you got certain dis certain discs that have certain weights to them that go certain lengths. So just like your different clubs in a golf course, like in a golf game, <clears throat> you have different clubs that 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 uh, you know that launch the ball at certain uh, <clears throat> certain distances. So it's sort of the same concept with a frisbee, but you're just throwing a fris frisbee at a little metal cage. It's weird. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like it, yeah. So what do you cook on when you go out like that? What like what are you bringing when you want to grill up some hot dogs, hamburgers, have a real good, you know, a nice meal for a lot of friends? Yeah, like normally when I'm camping out of the kayak, I try to keep it as small as possible. So I'm just bringing the little like rocket stoves with the isobutane mix fuel. But uh, yeah, if I'm going camping out of the back of the car, I'm going to bring, I've got a nice big, not big, but it's a travel size barbecue. It's got some extendable legs so you can stand it up like waist height so you're not bending over or you don't have to put it on a table if one isn't available. So I like to bring the actual nice grill because there is a difference between like the the grilled food, like it's been kissed by the flame, you know, it's got that broiled or that grilled flavor. Oh, yeah. So if I can bring the heavier grill, I'm definitely going to if I'm camping out of a car. I used to bring a little charcoal grill with me, and it was like a tailgating grill. It wasn't very big. Uh, you can probably get six patties on it. And, uh, man, that was awesome because I love the taste of charcoal. You know, you're cooking something over charcoal, gives it that, that rough taste. I love that stuff. Uh, I hadn't brought that for a while, though. Um, I don't know what That's happened. It's kind of like an acquired skill, though, eh, cooking with charcoal. Oh, yeah, man. I mean, it's no different than cooking with like anything else, I don't think. Just get your fire started, light them charcoals up, and, uh, you know, get them to where they're uh, they're burning pretty good and throw top on and get, get to cooking, man. It's not too hard. I like to keep it simple. <laughs> <laughs> I cook with cast iron now, and I got into cast iron cooking uh, a couple years ago. I got me a skillet. And I've done hamburgers, uh, hot dogs. I've done chi uh, eggs and bacon in it, uh, all kinds of sausages, breakfast foods. Man, um, you could do anything in that cast iron skillet. Then I got a, uh, a pot, like a bean pot. It's more like a Dutch oven. It's got a lid to it. And I've done like pinto beans, and you put some uh, bacon in there, maybe some ham, and uh, make you a pot of beans when you're out there. And what I'll do is I'll get a nice big fire going. I'll get the coals nice and hot, man. Get that fire burning hot. Get it burnt down to where you have a big pile of, of, uh, of bright red coals. Then you kind of pile that up on one side of the uh, the cooker. Usually at campgrounds, you have a little ring. And on that ring, it's got a little cage you can put your cast iron pots on. If not, then you got to kind of have to stack up some stones or stack up some wood uh, to rest your pan on. But man, you set that pan over top of the coals, and it's it's you're you're cooking in no time. And what I'll do with my pot is I'll kind of um, I'll run a couple sticks and kind of hang it above the fire, you know, a few a few maybe a foot or so above the fire, and just kind of let the heat and the smoke and stuff warm up the pot and cook it. I love cooking with cast iron, man. Just something about cooking over a an open fire. It's real enjoyable to me. Oh, for sure. I've got a, a 
collapsible aluminum tripod that I like to cook over the fire a lot with too. That thing's awesome. Oh wow, who makes that? Uh, I can't remember who exactly who made it. The name brand. I need to get yeah. me a tripod for my bean pot, and uh, just oh. something to hold the pot up above the fire because I've usually had to rig it redneck ways with sticks and stuff before. Yeah, yeah, I've used that to like cook steaks and stuff, and make soup and chili and all kinds of stuff. And I'll take aluminum foil with me. Usually, I carry aluminum foil and some salt packets and pepper. And uh, I'll take um, potatoes. I'll bring some either sweet potatoes or just regular potatoes and wrap them up in the foil and then throw them in the coals for about 45 minutes. Maybe after about 20 minutes, you flip them around in the coals a little bit. And, man, about 45 minutes or so, you got some baked potatoes there. And uh, it's real easy. It's it's very low mess. And uh, it's awesome. <laughs> yeah, I've well, done some potatoes in the fire. It's always a good time. So what kind of tent and stuff do you bring? Or do you have uh, just your normal setup, like when you're going down the river with your kayak, or do you have a, like a bigger tent that you bring? Most of the time I will just use my pop-up because it's what I'm used to. And like I said, I'm lazy. I don't like setting up a tent and tearing it down. Right. But one of the last times Jessica and I went uh, camping, we went and saw ACDC a few years ago. Nice. And we camped in a field with a bunch of other people like they were renting out spots in this field or whatever there was hundreds of people there but we took like a big i think it's a 12 person tent to that one i actually won that tent at work a few years ago oh wow i have a coleman five person tent and it's just a little pop-up tent but i have a queen size inflatable mattress and I have a Coleman air pump that I use to, uh, to inflate that mattress. And I also use it to stir my fire, get my fire going when the wood's wet. But um, basically that mattress takes up the whole tent. And I have a little spot on the side where I can walk in. I can get dressed, undressed, and I can put a cooler there. But basically there's the tent, the, the I'm sorry, the mattress takes up the whole tent, which is comfortable. I love that mattress. It's probably two or three foot off the ground, so you're not sleeping on the ground. You get a good night's sleep. And when I'm doing these kayak tournaments, I want to sleep well, and I want to have a good sleep if I'm going to be performing and competing the next day for eight hours or, or 16 hours, whatever the tournament platform is. But uh, I want to get a good night's sleep. So if it's just me or if I've got some buddies that are going, they have their own tents, I'll bring that. Um but I do have a bigger tent. It's an Ozark Trails three-room cabin tent. And uh, you can check it out on my Instagram. Uh, I think I have it on my YouTube. And uh, it's great for the family. When I want to bring my wife and my daughter, uh, we have a room just for storage, uh, a room that my daughter could sleep in and there in the middle, and then a room for me and mom to sleep in. And uh, it, it's great, man. There's plenty of room. Uh, when it's raining outside, you can get in there and, you know, the little ones can play and have a good time. And also, I'll take that on uh, big camping trips. When I go up to East and West Harbor uh, on Lake Erie every year, um, I take that big tent up there. And I have several buddies that come up and they kind of crash in my tent. Well, this is the middle of July, well, the end of July when East Harbor is. So it's usually pretty freaking hot. So what we'll do is we'll bring the air conditioner. And there's actually two air conditioner ports on this tent. 
and we will hook an air conditioner up, we'll put it on a milk crate, and we'll stick it up to the, the port on the side of the tent and plug it in and put the uh, the tarp over top of the, the, the roof on top of the um, the tent. And, man, it, it keeps it cool. <laughs> oh. And that's great when, you know, when it's, it's 90 degrees during the day and it's 80, 90 degrees at night and you want to get a good night's sleep for the, the fishing trip the next morning. And, you know, I don't bring the AC a lot on fishing trips. You know, I think it's, um, I only use it during the hottest times when I go and, you know, when I'm going to the hot, the hot, the hot weekends of the summer. And, uh, but it's nice, man. It keeps it cool. And at nighttime you sleep like a baby, man. <laughs> So I'm going to tell you a little hack that I've found that might actually work for that, where you mentioned you throw the tarp over the top. That's, like, to keep it a little cooler, right? Yeah, keep the air in. So when I go camping in, cool, in like, colder weather, and I put a tarp <laughs> over the top of my tent to keep it from uh, from dew, dew from settling all over it, I yeah. like to put a, uh, a emergency blanket between the tent and the tarp, and it acts as an insulator. And I bet it would work the same way with your air conditioner, where it would keep a lot of the cold air in. Man, that would be pretty cool. That's a good idea. Sometimes I take a couple extra tarps, and I'll throw uh, some tarps in between, like, the, the roof of the uh, the tent, which is, like, you can take it on and off, obviously, and uh, put that between the tent and the actual roof of the tent. And that's worked pretty good at keeping the air in. Usually during the heat of the day when it's like 90-some degrees and the sun's beating down, you can only get one room in that cabin tent to really stay cool. The rest of <laughs> you know, the rest of them are pretty warm still, but once you got that one room sealed, I remember we went to East Harbor and my buddy Jason, he doesn't do well in the heat. And uh, he <laughs> most of that trip during the day, man, he was just laying there asleep in the floor of that one room that the tent was cooling. And that was like our little storage room area where we kept all our food and stuff. And we wanted to keep it cool. And <laughs> he did not do well in the heat, man. So he really appreciated that air, air conditioner. And he probably stayed attached to that through half the freaking fishing trip. <laughs> yeah. So sweet. Uh, man, we'll do a quick commercial break and we'll be right back and we'll get into more camp talk. Now a word about all the awesome companies who support the Yak Legion podcast. Venom Lures. Venom Lures in Lancaster, Ohio is known for their great soft plastics and terminal tackle. They have been providing quality products from right here in Ohio since 1984. Mr. Dustin Carnes is the new owner of Venom Lures and inventor of the DK rig. It's a weedless version of the Ned rig that's taking the fishing world by storm. Check them out at VenomLures.com. Strictly Sailing Kayak. Strictly Sailing Kayak is located on Kenwood Road in Blue Ash, Ohio. They sell Hobie, New Canoe, Feel Free, Three Waters, and Johnny Boat Kayaks. They have been providing high-quality service to fishermen and watercraft enthusiasts since 1978. Reach out to Brian Tacey at 513-984-984. 1907 or check them out at strictlysaleinc.com. American Tackle. American Tackle, the inventors of the microwave line guide system, sells a variety of terminal tackle and fishing lures along with custom rods and accessories. You can find them at americantackle.us. 
the Buckeye Kayak Fishing Trail. It's the biggest kayak fishing trail in Ohio and holds fishing events all over the Buckeye State. Check out their website at BuckeyeKayakFishingTrail.com. And that's for more information and details. Come out and fish with us, y'all. Hey, thanks everyone for listening to the podcast and all the support. You can follow Yak Legion on Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, and all of those can be found at the Yak Legion Podcast. You can email us with any questions at the Yak Legion Podcast at gmail.com. We have Yak Legion decals for sale on the Facebook page. Every decal sold, guys, goes a long way to support the podcast. Don't forget to leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. We'll give you a shout-out on the podcast to say thanks for all the support. OPH Outdoors. OPH Outdoors is a local Ohio Anglers YouTube channel. Learn all the tips and tricks from fishing Ohio's waters, along with seeing some of the fish Ohio has to offer. From fishing footage to seasonal based fishing knowledge, OPH Outdoors has videos for every Ohio angler. Eventually. Hey, Yak Legion, I would like to welcome our newest sponsor to our program, Bold North Outdoors, makers of the best portable power station on the market today. Folks, when you're out on the water, you need a partner to keep your adventures powered up and going strong. That's where Bold North Outdoors is your go-to power partner. Power up all your devices on the water or off. Run your fish finder and trolling motor on your kayak and canoe. Charge your cell phones, laptops, and GoPros. Run lights, fans, and even your CPAP. Whatever your power needs, count on Bold North Outdoors to keep the energy flowing. Bold North Outdoors outperforms all its competitors. First, they are built tough with marine-grade components to withstand all Mother Nature can throw at you. Second, they feature powerful lithium phosphate batteries, the safest, lightest, and longest-lasting batteries. Out there, giving you four times the, the usual performance of other batteries. All batteries have built-in BMS, which gives you charging and discharging cutoff protection for your safety and increased longevity of the battery. And they are also also accessible and customizable. Easily add a string of batteries, access the internal circuit breaker, and connect a solar panel to recharge the battery. With three different models, there's one to fit your unique outdoor needs. No other power station can match Bold North Outdoors for durability, endurance, and flexibility. I'm telling you, I've got one and I'm a believer. Sometimes it's just not... It's not just about luck. It's about being prepared. So keep on paddling with Bold North Outdoors. It's the best portable power station to keep you in control and powered up. Here's something you don't want to miss. Bold North Outdoors is launching a Kickstarter campaign on July 7th. For a limited time, Bold North Outdoors is offering their newly released best-in-class portable power stations at a substantial discount. Choose from three different models, each designed to fit your unique outdoor needs. Support their campaign today and join them on their journey toward off-grid power when you need it most. We are back, Yak Legion Kayak Camping Corner. I'm here with Corey, and we are talking about just basic camping out of the back of your truck, your SUV, or your car, uh, just having some fun. Um, one question I want to ask you, Corey, have you seen those bug blasters? Have you tried those yet? The blasters? Yeah, they shoot salt. Basically, they're like an air gun. You pump them like a... Okay, yeah, I've seen these. 
and they shoot salt and they kill bees and bugs and stuff at your campsite, man. I have I, seen those. They look fun. I want to get one of those, dude. They look awesome. Because it seems like every time I go camping at Shawnee State and you got a bunch of kids and you got a bunch of cans of pop sitting out on the picnic table, you got those little pop bees is what we always called them. And uh, they're just little yellow bees, and they like to crawl in the inside of your pop cans. And I can imagine it'd be a lot of fun setting them things up and watching them bees coming in and out of pop cans and just popping them every time they come out. Pop, pop, pop. <laughs> That'd be a lot of fun, man. I need to get some of them. Speaking of bugs, how do you keep the insects away while you're out camping? Uh, mostly by wearing just a mesh, mesh bug jacket. Gotcha. Yeah, I, I use bug spray if I have to, but I try not to. Yeah, yeah, bug spray is good. We got a tick problem here in the, in the Ohio and a lot of America. We got a lot of ticks, so definitely using D on your legs. I'll use that um, that backwoodsman um, DEET, and it's it's strong. Oh, put it on your actual skin, but I will spray it on my pants and my shoes, and uh, it just does a good job. Um, also washing your equipment and clothes and paraffin. Uh, a lot of the turkey hunters do this cause they, they're out there hunting in the spring when there's ticks crawling everywhere. Um, that's a good way. Hikers do it as well. It's a good way to keep bugs off of you. I use a thermocell and I got mine from Walmart and it's just a battery operated thermocell. And what it is, what's well, not battery operated, it runs off butane. Yeah, so I have one of these. Yeah, it's got a little sparker, and it's got these little pads that have the uh, the bug repellent on them. So when you hit the sparker, it lights the butane, and uh, the butane lights these pads, and it gives off this odor, this um, like this odor, like this. Uh, I can't think of the word for it, but it basically citronella mosquitoes. Yeah, yeah, citronella type thing. But man, it, it works a lot better than a citronella candle. Uh, I remember we were fishing Raccoon Creek Outfitters last year, and the mosquitoes were crazy there. There was a lot of standing water. There was a lot of mud puddles. And anywhere there where there's a lot of standing water, there's a lot of mosquitoes. And just the whole place was swarming with them. I turned that thermocell on, and it took maybe about a half an hour to 45 minutes, and all the mosquitoes were just gone. Like, we were just getting eaten alive by them. As soon as we got there, we drenched ourselves in bug spray, but they were still flying around our camp everywhere. But probably about a half hour of turning that thermocell on, man, they were all gone, and it lasted all night long. So anytime I go fishing in the evenings or at night where there's a lot of bugs, I'll use it. And then anytime I go camping, I bring that thermosel with me. It is always in my camping, too. I have a lantern that works on kind of the same concept as well that I bring sometimes when I'm camping out of the car. Oh, gotcha. So it heats up something and uh, like heats up a pad or something. And it, yeah. The fumes keep, that's what the word I was looking for. The fumes keep the bugs away. Yeah. They're pretty interesting. Um, mainly in my tote, like I said earlier, I did a YouTube video about everything in my tote. I have patches for my inflatable mattress and my tents. I have Gorilla actually makes a tape for canvas and for like the material that your air mattress is made out of, uh, your canvas tents, a lot of tent material, and it works really good with patching holes. Um, also my Coleman lantern, I always have my Coleman lantern. I bring a couple, uh, tanks of propane. And, uh, you know, always bring plastic forks, plastic spoons. 
your spatula. You know, I've I've went camping before, brought all my cooking cooking stuff, but forgot my spatula. So we've ended up running down to the camp store in, in the evening or and trying to get a spatula before. I remember that, but. Uh, <laughs> Oh, if you're good with a knife, you could have made yourself a spatula. Well, yeah, I guess I could have, but we were cooking <laughs> eggs, and I wanted a good spatula. So you need a good spatula for eggs, that's for sure. Uh, what else do I got in there? I got a sun shower, which we haven't used that too much. If I do a big trip where I'm, we're gone for longer than probably four nights, three or four nights, and we don't have a shower at the campgrounds, then, yeah, I definitely set up that solar shower. We have a place up here called AEP Lands, and um, they're free campgrounds. You can go up there and set up a camp for free, but they don't have any facilities. They have some outhouses here and there, but the outhouses are old. They're nasty. Uh, there's no shower facilities. So we'll go. We've went up there for, before for a week and camped, and uh, I would use that sun shower to shower off after every couple of days. And but it really comes in handy keeping you clean. And the women like it too. You know, women like to have showers <laughs> every day. And, you know, they really appreciate that. I have one of those sun showers as well. I'll even, I bring that when I'm kayak camping. Like yeah. if I'm going out for multiple days, I can get cleaned up in the, in the river or the lake, obviously, but nothing beats a hot shower. Oh, nice, sir. And a lot of times if it's warm out, I'll just jump in the lake or the pond or the water, you know, anywhere and get cleaned off. Um, I get pretty rank after a few days of camping, to be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. My, my wife hates it when I come home because I smell like a campfire. I said, I love that smell. I wish that Yankee Candle would make, uh, make a candle called Campfire. And <laughs> I would buy the hell out of that, man. That would be awesome. They probably do make one. I'll, look, I'll do some research on that. Me and some, uh, some buddies, well, me and a buddy and his dad went on a, three-day fishing trip a few summers ago and it was hot 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 on that trip and when we came back uh his daughter messaged me on facebook and was like oh my god what did you guys get into because they stink she's <laughs> like when they walked in the door it was like oh my god that's how it is man you're out there in the woods you don't always have a good shower cleaning up <laughs> in the lake or the river you know yeah it just comes with it man Takes us back to the days, man, when people didn't even take showers. You were lucky to have a shower once a week, you know? <laughs> Imagine how bad people smell, especially in medieval times during the Renaissance where people would just dump their feces and their buckets of crap out in the streets. God, you imagine how nasty people smell back then? Yeah, yeah, hygiene wasn't high on the list back then. No, man, it was nasty. I heard Johnny Depp goes all natural. But uh, people don't like I've, working with him because he kind of got a he got a stank to him. <laughs> I've heard the same about Brad Pitt. Yeah, I heard Brad Pitt's kind of stanky guy too. They <laughs> say, man, going natural. Some people get into it, and you you got um, like healthy bacteria that grows on your body that uh, fights the bad bacteria, and eventually you don't smell bad. It's what I've heard anyway. I've never tried it. I've always smelled bad after a couple of days and needed a shower, but. Um, <laughs> Yeah, you just can't get past that barrier, right? Eh? No, I can't get past the stinking part. They say once you develop some good bacteria on your skin, I don't know. These new age people come up with all kinds of stuff, and I don't believe in it much of that, like much of the crystal healing or anything like that. <laughs> yeah, I think I'll I'll keep showering. Thanks. Yeah, no kidding, no kidding. Um, 
What else you bring, man? Anything else you want to add before we end this? Yeah, I'll go back real quickly to when we were talking about the bugs. One thing I actually found out is that uh, bugs are attracted to darker clothing. So if you wear lighter colored clothing when you're out camping, they won't bother you as bad. Well, I didn't know that. I know that lighter color clothing, darker color clothing, also absorbs more heat. So camping. Yeah, that's part summer. of why they'll come after you more because you're radiating more heat. But especially, I guess, black and red, they really go after that. I always heard that ticks came and mosquitoes come after you because of carbon monoxide. Like when you breathe, you breathe in oxygen, you exhale carbon monoxide, and that that carbon monoxide is actually what attracts ticks. Mm. I have to look that up, man. That's pretty interesting stuff. Do you guys get a lot of the diseases up there with the uh, with ticks? Like we have uh, what Rocky Mountain spotted fever and then Lyme disease is a big one down here. We actually have like the highest concentration of Lyme disease infected ticks anywhere oh, in Canada wow. right here. Wow. We have a bad at my mom's house in Wayne National Forest. Um her boyfriend or her, her husband's uh, grandkids came up to visit. And uh, Colin, he was six or seven years old, real young kid, got a tick on him over there at my mom's. And, uh, man, it swelled up a big rash the next day after they picked it off. And they took him to the hospital. He ended up contracting Lyme disease. And, uh, man, he was real sick there for a while. But um, apparently you can heal it. They can treat Lyme disease, and you can recover from it. But I heard it's it's pretty nasty when you get it. It's almost like a really bad flu. Yeah, I've heard it's not something you want to mess around with. Oh, no, no, no. Always wear your DEET and your protective clothing. So, yeah, man, I just want to get on here and talk some camping you know we do this once a month with uh with cory uh check out his youtube channel at waterborne camper on youtube um you, you're on instagram too right waterborne camper you can find me on instagram and facebook at waterborne camper awesome man so what are your plans for your next fishing trip man where are you going what are you doing so i've actually been spending this evening prepping some food to dehydrate i'm gonna leave next tuesday or wednesday depending on the weather and i'm probably going out for a week-long solo trip on the st croix river oh wow man solo now do you i think i can't remember i've asked you this before do you bring any protection with you when you're doing that uh, on this trip i won't be just because it's right along an international border and there's like wardens out everywhere and helicopters fly over once in a while and so, bring the bear mace or some mace or something with you. Oh, I'll bring, yeah, I've got some of that stuff, some bear spray. And I'm probably going to be bringing my uh, breakdown recurve bow. So nice. that probably won't do me a lot of good if a bear comes after me or something. But I'm going to be bringing it just for playing around with. Can you hunt frogs with it up there? Oh, probably. Because that's popular here in America. People hunt frogs with recurves. And really? with gigs. Mm -hmm. you gotta go out yeah, there. where I'm going next week, there's I've never really heard of anybody having any encounters with bears or cougars or anything, so I don't I don't feel like I need anything. Well, I got you. You never know. Sasquatch might roll up in your camp in the middle of the night, man. He might get some ideas with you sitting out there alone in that tent. <laughs> he could, but you know, maybe I'll just pass him a doobie and he'll just sit down and be cool. 
<laughs> he probably would, man. That's funny shit. Sasquatch, man. That's something else. I don't know. If I've had experiences with it, but then you, you think that you're crazy. You know what I mean? That you actually <laughs> seen Sasquatch. And it's, that's it's, what they want you to think, man. Yeah, man. It's the government, man. <laughs> yeah. They're putting Sasquatches on Earth to distract us from what's really going down. Exactly. And the Pope's on it, too. Yeah. Man, I'm worried. Worried where our country's going, man. We might be heading into Civil War, and I don't know. It's crazy. If you don't hear from me in a couple months, I might be fighting a big war. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, cool, man. Well, uh, be safe out there, and uh, and definitely tell us about your trip when you come back, and I'm sure you'll post it on YouTube, and everybody can follow you on there. Yeah, I'll hopefully have a video up not long after I get back. So, Sweet. Well, thanks a lot, Corey, for coming on. Uh, thanks, to everybody, for listening. And until next time, tight lines. <laughs>